Hi, I'm Ashley, and you are listening and watching Confidence in Coffee. What if I was to tell you that you can find confidence despite any of your circumstances, good or bad? I'm going to help you navigate the waters of womanhood, whatever season that is in, whether it's marriage, singleness, or you're drowning in children. I'm going to help you find confidence and hope through Christ. I'm going to leave you with plenty of encouragement and practical tips to overcome those limiting beliefs so you can live a life well. Plus, (laughs) you know we're going to find a few laughs along the way. So grab your favorite cup of coffee and join me as we chat confidence. confidence and coffee. This week, we are talking about comparison and how to stop comparing yourself and start being content. This is vital. The struggle is real. Your girl, I have a problem with this. I I really do. I'm not, I have my nut. I'm not going to lie to you that comparing myself to my fellow friends is a little bit it's difficult for me. I think that I should be at a certain status that I'm not. And I struggle with that. And God constantly has to bring me back and I have to see him. I have to see his direction. And so today that's what we're going to be talking about in Confidence and Coffee. My name is Ashley Henriot. If you're new here, welcome. I would love for you, if you're not already, maybe you found me there already, to check me out on TikTok and Instagram where I love to keep it real in the real, okay? I love making videos. I, I have no problem with this, okay, since I was a little girl, but God's using it for his glory. And I just love to just have fun and and just keep it real and just laugh at life because I, I find that that's super important and really healthy. And so I hope that I get to see you over there. And real quick, before we continue on getting into what we're going to talk about today, I want you to drop a rating. I want you to drop a review and I want you to share this with a friend, no matter where you are. If you're on the toilet doing your business with your kids screaming and banging on the door, if you're in bed, if you are on your Peloton, if you are walking in your neighborhood, if you're driving your car, park it. Okay. We don't text and drive, but go ahead and do that right now. So we can just add on some more friends to listen about what we're going to talk about today. So I cannot wait to get into this only because the struggle is real. Listen, being content is in today's society is a tall order. Okay. Lord Jesus, take over this conversation. We give you the glory and the honor and just let us receive what you have to say. Right. Amen. Amen. That's why it's critical that we live with a renewed mentality focused on heaven daily. Like I said, I got to keep my eyes on the prize, which is Jesus, okay? I asked a group of Christian ladies what their biggest struggle was, and the answer was overwhelmingly contentment and how to stop comparing yourself to others, right? We live in a society today where social media is just like thrown in our faces. Contentment is a challenge for everyone, but I've noticed that men don't tend to do this in the same way as men as women. I have a I have some men that follow me on social media, and when doing these surveys, men don't think that way. And I don't really know why, but I did observe that. 
And I think that it's almost um, in it's almost instinctual for women to scan where whatever room they're in and start comparing themselves with the other woman present. I think that that spans from the very beginning with Eve with sin when, I mean, God was real. He's like, women are going to try to control. And I think that control and comparison go a long line because it's all rooted in what? It's all rooted in fear and insecurity. Christian contentment is something that we can learn regardless of our situation, you know, regardless of our circumstances, we can start feeling more joy and more peace in our life instead of longing for what others have. And that is simply focusing on Jesus. I struggled with this. It was not my strong suit. I I struggled with confidence in literally everything. And it wasn't till I was in literally a position that I was just out of control. I mean, like my like I went through depression and I just felt like I was not I I couldn't control my body. I couldn't control my mind. I couldn't control my emotions. I couldn't control anyone around me. And I just remember feeling so paralyzed. And that's when I knew that comparison had a lot to do with the very beginning of control. When Jesus said, when God said in the beginning, when Eve sinned, that we were going to try to control. And and I, that's where I believe that comes from because like I said, I felt out of control. I was faced with the insecurities and the doubt and the worthlessness that I struggled with for a really long time, but I just didn't realize how bad it was until the pandemic. I didn't realize how bad it was till I couldn't do anything, till I couldn't be busy, until I just was sat on my butt. And honestly, I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful that I went through that depression because I got so much healing during that time. And, uh, I think that a lot of us, I think a lot of people struggle with this. And I think that the pandemic did us a service in regard of like having to deal with ourselves because we stay busy. We stay looking at other people's lives. We stay on social media where we don't have to face those things. And now it's like, wow, we have to live with ourselves and we don't like who we are, but we like who they are right? They seem to have it together. They seem to have it together, which just triggers insecurity. And so we have to be content to be confident. And that contentment literally only comes in Jesus Christ. I say that with confidence after going through everything I went through, trying to find it through everything you can possibly think of. The only one that gave me contentment and still to this day, that because it's daily, it is a daily decision to want to be confident. It is a daily decision to be content. You have to make a decision that Jesus is enough. And that's where my eyes are. My eyes aren't on that girl over there who's killing it. My eyes aren't on that mom over there who seems to have it all together. My eyes are on Jesus, my savior, my purpose with him, my relationship with him. And when that is enough, that brings peace and joy. You're just focused. You are more focused and and it protects you from comparison and gives you contentment. Now, I was very, very insecure. Okay, I I was a very attention seeking little girl. 
Okay. I'll be real with you. I wasn't always comfortable in every situation. And the older I got, the worse it got. And so I either did one of two things. One, I just like acted ridiculous to try to fit in, or I just isolated myself. I was probably the last of all my friends to learn how to swim, to learn how to ride a bike, to learn how to do my hair. I didn't learn how to do my hair or do other things that happen to girls when they grow up and reach adolescence or whatever. I did. I had to learn all those things by myself for the most part. And it always took me a while to actually get it. Um, like, a, like in high school is what I meant with my hair, but it always took me a while to get those things because I just had no confidence in myself. I just was like, I can't do that. I can't do that. You know? And the narratives in my head that I still struggle with to this day consisted of me trying to think of ways to please others, to be more like someone else instead of embracing myself as God's child. And like I said, it is, I'm still learning that at at 33 years old, I'm still learning to embrace myself as God's child and not try to be something else that I think I should be or that somebody else wants me to be. That is a test in itself. I mean, I'll, you know, right now I'm in the midst of writing a book and getting a book deal. And every single day when I talk to my agent, I get in my head and I'm like, am I good enough to do this? Am I good enough to write this book? Am I, I, did she like this? Did, did she like this? And and I struggle with that even to this day. And I'm writing about it. I'm writing about confidence. And, And I'm very honest that this is a daily decision that I have to make because it is a retraining of our flesh, right? Our flesh is our, is way, it's contradicting to what our spirit is, the Holy Spirit and what he wants us to do. And here's the thing. I know I'm not alone, and that's why we're talking about this today. The problem comparison and envy, which goes aligned with that, like we want what other people want. We want to be who other people think we should be to get their approval. It goes back as far as Rachel and Leah in the Old Testament, and I want to talk about that. Let me get my notes here. So Genesis 31 states that when Rachel saw that she had bore Jacob no children, she envied her sister. She said to Jacob, give me children or I shall die. Okay. She was like, look, homie, I want to be a mother. Okay. Like, why are you giving them children? Why aren't you giving me children? I just don't think that I can live anymore. And I'm, she was super frustrated. And from this point, she and her sister began the famous, who can bear the most children? So it became a competition to get what? Jacob's love, to get his approval, who could be better. And it resulted in Jacob having 12 cents. I mean, honestly, Jacob was a goof, okay? To the point that God wrestled with Jacob, like literally, and <laughs> put a limp in his hip permanently when after the wrestle broke his hip. So he had a limp because he, it was just a sign and it was a, a, it was, it meant that he always wrestled with God. He was always wrestling. It's true. Jacob has always been like that. And so he had 12 sons. Okay. He got around and thankfully God used this situation for good. 
and use this lineage to produce the Messiah because Jacob's line goes with, it's so super cool. So Jacob's line goes with David and David's line went with Joseph and Joseph became Jesus's father. Isn't that so amazing? And so God used Jacob's failures for his glory. (laughs) Thank God. You think that the world is insane now, like this is a new thing. No, like it's always been dysfunctional. Like it's always been dysfunctional. Obviously, we are aware of comparison when it comes to scrutinizing our good qualities, but it's also as common to compare the trials of life. Not only do we compare whether or not we are as good as someone else, we also compare our struggles with the other people's lives around us to see whose hardships are worse. Girl. I mean, honestly, okay, friends, so it, it, I I get a lot of, and I'm so grateful for it, but I get messages online about people's stories, and I can always hear in their voice or in what they write of like, you just don't get it. I went through this, like, this was so hard. When I tell people, they're like, I should write a book. Okay, I did write a book. I get it. But I've learned along my road that everybody faces hardships of every kind. We tend to want to minimize someone else's, especially in motherhood. Well, I have four kids. Well, I have one kid. Like, you don't even get it. Like, we like to minimize someone else's hardship um, to make ours better. So it's not even just celebrations. It's hardships as well. And we like to scrutinize that. Comparison is a terrible spirit. It's a terrible enemy. And the way that we can really help and defeat the spirit of comparison, know who it comes from. We need to recognize that comparison comes from the enemy. And it is not only the thief of joy, because what does he come to do? Still steal, kill, kill, and destroy. And he will steal any type of confidence because your confidence, and I've said this numerous times, if you are confident in who you are in Christ, that is going, you're in your calling. It's going to lead you to your calling. You're going to be super unstoppable. So if, if Satan can steal that and cause you to compare yourself, it is, it's going to steal everything away from you. Joy, peace. It's going to cause confusion and the direct, it's the direct offense to our creator God, because what did Satan do from the very beginning? He compared himself to God. He wanted to be better than God and it did nothing, but he's going to burn in hell for it. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like he's causing everybody heartache because he wants to hurt God because he is now kicked out of heaven. And so when we try to measure ourselves next to women beside us, we are essentially declaring that God got something wrong in his unique design of our personal characteristics. Now, listen to me. I've talked about this before when I when I talk about self-worth and, and when we cannot accept that we are worthy of love and we are worthy of such value, then not only are we doubting ourselves, but we doubt God because God created us. So if you are constantly doubting who you are, you're ultimately doubting who God is. And so I have a little girl who I adore and she is a firecracker. Okay. I have three boys, if you didn't know. They range from 13 to 6. And then we have finally our little girl. If I had her first, I'll be real with you. I don't know if I would have more. I love her. She is so bubbly and full of personality. And I adore her. But 
I know that one day she is going to struggle with the comparison game and I want to do nothing but equip her for it. And I've tried to start early and not just teaching her, but also my sons. We go, we validate every morning. We do words of affirmation every morning at words of prayer. And they have to, they're not allowed to say anything negative about themselves. And we have a rule that if they do want to say something negative in general, they have to say three positive things about themselves, about their situation, because uh, it's so powerful. And I want them to take that with them. But I, I've learned that in teaching them this early, teaching them good self-talk and good theology and what God says about us and creating that foundation for them, that when they go out you know, to school, and when they get older, you know, they're going to know to go back to that. So even this, you know, my daughter, I I worry so much more about her because women, it's just, it's 10 times worse than it is for boys. You know, girls are always hurting other girls and always bringing them down and always trying to make them feel less than. And so I, I more so want it planted in her to be so content in who she is that it bounces off, right? Like it's going to hurt her, but ultimately it's not going to stick to her because she is protected. She has a solid foundation in who she is in Jesus Christ. And so with my boys, because they're at school every single morning, they have words of affirmations. They're children of God. They're smart. They're brilliant. They're fearless. And I make them say that every morning. So they always have that to go to. And I have them repeat it. God made me. I am a child of God. I even let them do it. You know, God doesn't make mistakes. And so I want them to know that they're not a mistake because God doesn't make mistakes. And I want them to have that foundation and speak that over themselves. But I do believe this, okay? I do believe that uh, I, they're, you know, I have a 13-year-old and we're kind of there, but we're not there he's the one that has to say three positive things when he says a negative thing. And it's because he's just at that age and he's just going to be against me and he's going to be hormonal and all the things. But I've learned this. I have learned that no matter that he rolls his eyes upside his head, no matter if he acts like he didn't hear me or he doesn't want to hear me, I know deep down inside it's rooted. It's there. And he's always going to have it because I trust that the word of God is a sword and it cuts deep. And I believe that he does will always go back to the biblical basis of his truth that has been ingrained in him in his little heart. And, and I hope that happens for my daughter as well. And I, and I really believe that it will, but don't think for a second as a mom, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid that she's going to have to face the many things that we see online and the things that I experienced. And it it's, it's scary. And so the best thing, the best thing we can do for our children is equip them for a world that will not respect them. Right. Like I believe in respectful parenting. I'm a respectful parent for the most part. I try. Okay. But I do believe strongly because you have overprotective parents from underprotective children. I get it. I was that I was there. I was that. But I did realize the older I got, the more kids I had that no matter how much I protect them, they have to live in this world that I live in. They have they're going to grow up, they're going to be older, they're going to be exposed. And so what better way than to equip our children for a world that will not respect them? We want to show them that they deserve respect. But what did we do? How are we equipping our children when people don't? 
when they don't respect what we believe in, when they don't respect our value in ourselves, when they do try to cut us down, how are we equipping our children? And the best way to do that is through biblical truth that they always have to go back on and just preparing them that <laughs> the world sucks and just being completely honest with them. And so th- I hope that you got this and I want you to write this down that the best way to stop comparing and is to find is to be content and the best way to be content is to keep your eyes not focused on what anyone else is doing but on what you are doing for Jesus Christ in this very moment where are your eyes what is coming out of your mouth what is your brain and your mind consumed of is it consumed of other things in the world or is it consumed of what Jesus in his word says and so if that if you have to ask yourself those questions because those play a really big role in just who you are and the direction of your life and how you feel about yourself and so i would ask you to step back and refresh ask yourself those questions and if you've answered them and they're not concerned or put on jesus then get it back on him get it back on who he is his word read his word every day say a prayer every day even when you're doing your makeup and you're brushing your teeth give god that day acknowledge him with intention and if you have a family ask them to do the same thing speak it not just think it there's so much power in your mouth you are not just saying words to other people you are speaking to yourself you have got to put this flesh in check it is constantly against the spirit of god and so i love you guys if you want more of this then you need to subscribe okay and i'm going to be annoying and ask you to leave a review and a rating and share this with a friend if you found this really beneficial and valuable to your life and encouraging today share it on social media and tag me in it so i can celebrate and connect with you too and even more so to connect with you i have a texting community where i send daily encouragement devotional time audio messages resources and top of that you get to be in a community where we have live coaching calls and you get to connect with other like-minded women a part of the community you cannot beat it it is the best way to connect with me in a way that I can't do things on social media so I hope to see you there I love you guys and I will see you next week on confidence and coffee